My name is Nat Gleason. I'm a UCSF general internist. I'm our physician lead for our Department of Medicine initiative on e-consult and e-referral. It's really a pleasure to be here, and thank you to Terry and the Operations Committee and the Board for giving me this chance. We get to talk about Mark Larratt's future state, which is fun. Um, and it's, it's actually a nice segue. The, the idea that a physician visit is not necessarily the best way to deliver care has already come up twice this morning, so I couldn't ask for a better segue. I mean, if you imagine a nurse, say, for instance, who uh, gets her annual PPD test and tests positive for latent TB, she has a negative chest film, and you're wondering if she should be treated, but she's breastfeeding, right? And so I look it up, and it looks like she could, it looks like the medicine is safe, but she's not totally convinced, and I'm honestly not totally convinced either, and that's when a PCP looks to refer, right? I have a question. But this is a question that doesn't really involve a physical exam, right? It's just a data-driven question, and she'd like a quick answer. And so uh, there's a case where sending, some, sending an e-consult rather than the, the traditional solution to this, right, is I refer her, and she's a savvy consumer, so in this particular case, let's say she says, you know, I'd really like to see the infectious disease doctor to ask this question. So our objective was to build an e-consult system at UCSF that met the needs of patients and PCPs and specialists and the system, and we think we, this is a real rare case of a real quadruple win. We obviously need a, a sustainable, viable financial model. I mean, if you think about it, the safety net, San Francisco General in particular, pioneered by Alice Chen, who's here, is five years ahead on this. So when the incentives are right, people ask questions electronically, but our system right now in UCSF, there's been literally no uptake of that model because that's not what we pay people to do. So. We needed to do a model which would work now. And I'll show you that's basically fee for question answered, but it also is forward-looking, so it prepares us for when we're looking at more integrated payment models as well. So I'm gonna walk you through the why, just looking at each stakeholder quickly. If you think about the patient, and I gave you this example already, but the patient has a problem right now. And the other big factor for patients is that sometimes another appointment is not always welcome, right? The time away from work and the childcare and the co-payment and the transportation and parking and childcare costs, it's expensive, it's time consuming, it's not efficient. Um, from my perspective as the PCP, you know, getting quick access to specialty guidance for a question that's focused and when I have the available data that I can just transmit and I wanna maintain management of that problem, Right? Um, and the relational continuity that provides, so I get to continue to take care of the patient with, around that problem, uh, but with the, uh, with the added input from the specialist. And the co-management burden that PCPs face, I think, is increasingly recognized. So this is another big piece of the puzzle for me that's really compelling. This is a real patient, so the patient sees a cardiologist, two endocrinologists, this is real, diabetes and for lipids, right? Sees a nephrologist, sleep medicine doc, a urologist, a pulmonary doc. So I have a focused question about this patient. The patient comes up with an incidental pulmonary nodule, and it's, it's not conforming exactly to what the standards are, so I don't quite feel like I can proceed based on the recommended protocols. I want some input. So it would be great if I could answer this question without adding, an, I'd like to shrink this list, right? <laughs> That's another conversation and something we're working on at UCSF. But I certainly would not, I'd, I would like to avoid adding another physician to the mix here for this patient. So if I can ask this question without doing that, it's really a win for everyone. From the specialist standpoint, we're asking our specialists to improve access, right? At UCs, all UCs struggle with access. We have a supply-demand problem. 
And our specialists tell us they would like an efficient way to address low complexity questions, right? They view their core competence as the high complexity question. They tell us they want to see the lupus nephritis patient from the Central Valley, right? Not the osteoarthritis patient. And so this kind of a system can help them with that. And it's better for their training model as well. Their fellows need to see the higher complexity patient to train the next generation. Also, when you answer a question quickly, say uh, offline via email or something, which is our, our only alternative to this previously, the question doesn't make it into the EMR, and the, the uh, specialist is not reimbursed for the work. From the purchaser standpoint, I think this is a, a really clear case. So this is the purchaser, the payer, the supermarket chain that's trying to insure its employees. We see some unbelievable, really stunning data. So one in three patients in the U.S. is referred to a specialist every year, and it's one in two in the elderly. It's twice the rate of referral in the U.K., and that's comparing a managed care population to the NHS. And the referral rate doubled in the last 10 years. So uh, this is the sort of scope of our program. We've engaged all of the primary care practices across UCSF that see adults. And all, at this point, we have uh, developed the program within all of our medicine subspecialty programs, our, depart our divisions. Uh, the, the, uh, we have a strong partner in the medical center, and the funding comes through the DISRIP program. What we recognized going into this is that we couldn't jump straight into e-consult. We had basically taken the old-fashioned paper referral and just transposed it onto the computer, right? So people were still writing referrals that said one word, like GERD or OSA. And so the idea, if you ask a specialist, hey, do you think you could field some of this stuff electronically? They just didn't have enough, of a, enough experience with high-quality referrals to imagine being able to answer a question coherently. And so we started off actually, before we launched the, the e-consult, we started off with just developing a structured referral template. Um, and the template, is some, some essential elements of the template, the template's based on the ACP's patient-centered medical home neighborhood set of principles. And the template, is, it's, it's not rocket science, but it basically elicits the consultative question. The pre it allows the PCP to see what are the pre-referral expectations that, this, uh, that, that the specialist has for this particular diagnosis or problem, and it populates with relevant data. I'll show you an example. I think it's easier to see. Um, so uh, this is an osteoporosis template, and it begins with what's really what you could call appropriateness criteria or decision support. It says, I'm referring so-and-so to endocrinology for evaluation treatment of osteoporosis. At least one of the following is present. And this is the endocrine division's chance to convey to the PCP, you know, they should have one of these things, or it may not be the best use of our service, because we're really trying to work on our access to take care of patients who really need an endocrinologist. Um, and then the next piece of the template is, uh, it says the following results are available in APEX. That's our EMR. So this is them saying, I would like you to have this stuff all packaged before you send the patient. Um, and this avoids that initial physician visit where the, physician, the specialist doesn't have all of the data and then they have to do a follow-up visit just to do those missing studies in the interim, which isn't good for the patient or the system. Um, and then uh, the data populate into the template. And then it elicits the consultative question. And I'll just tell you, um, it's, this is an aside, but we've had a, a, an increase in our use of a consultative question with a referral from 45% of people asking a real question, a focused question, to 97% by introducing these templates. Because I think physicians feel that they're now communicating to another physician. It's not simply um, an administrative action. So, some specifics. This is a crowd that probably wants to hear the specifics of how we're doing this. Um, 
when a specialist receives an e-consult, they can convert it to a, to a, to a standard visit for the, based on the complexity. So they just send a message that says, this sounds a little bit complicated, I'd like to see the patient, and then that patient is scheduled as soon as possible in the specialty practice. We have a 72-hour expectation for turnaround time from the specialist, and we're compensating the specialist one point, or 0.5 RVUs per question answered. We also credit the PCP, 0.5 RVUs, and this is an acknowledgement of the fact that they're not delegating this problem, right? They're gonna maintain management over the problem and they're gonna integrate and implement the specialist recommendations. And um, the consultations are fielded by, uh, by senior specialists. Um, so here's our adoption data. We've had 550 e-consults so far since last September. Um, about 14% are converted to visits. Uh, most are completed within 72 hours, and I think this distribution is probably hard to read, but uh, the tallest line there is 100 in uh, endocrinology, so that's a very, uh, it's a field where there's a lot of data-driven questions. Um, uh, the, some of the smaller bar lines are just coming online recently. Uh, hematology has done a number, and they're brand new, so that's proving to be a very uh, um, compatible uh, uh, type of set of questions. So we have some nice data on the acceptability. From the specialist side, we ask people immediately upon completing an e-consult exchange, we ask them a few questions. So specialists find that the, um, that the e-consult questions are clear. They find that the, the complexity of the e-consult question is relatively appropriate. Specialists spend an average of about 10 minutes doing each of these. Uh, more than half of them spend less than 10 minutes. About a third of them spend between 10 and 20 minutes. Um, the PCPs overwhelmingly find the responses helpful. This is my favorite question, I think. They overwhelmingly find that the response influenced their care plan. And then this is our adoption, or, or rather our utilization data. So the way this is represented, so it's time along the x-axis, and the uh, y-axis is a rate. So this is referrals per 100 primary care visits to the specialty practices that we have engaged in this innovation, right, to all the medicine subspecialties. So the red line is referrals for office visits, which prior to the middle of the graph is the only option, right? And then you see the green line emerge at the bottom and that's the introduction of e-consults. So those are e-consults and they represent about 10% of all referrals now. The blue line at the top is e-consults plus standard referrals. And our concern was that that blue line would be higher than the initial red line at the baseline. Because it's kind of easy to ask a question, right? And you might, it, we might induce demand with this. Someone might say, well, boy, it's so easy to just ask any consult question. Maybe I'll just ask a specialist. And we see that we haven't induced demand. In fact, the overall referral rate is lower than it was before we started. So there's some co-intervention going on, and we think it's probably just the amount of discussion we've had around utilization of specialty care uh, in the context of doing uh, these interventions. So what's the economic impact? Well, a standard referral, which is the, 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 the benchmark, if I need to send a patient to a, pe a, patient to a specialist, they're gonna see uh, a new patient visit built in an E&M code at uh, 2.4 to 3.2 RVUs. That's a level four or five new patient visit. In Medicare dollars, that's 143 to $184. And if you compare that to an e-consult, where we have half an RVU to the specialist and half an RVU to the PCP, that's $57. So that's about three to one, which looks good, right? But we all know that that's not actually the whole story, right? Nobody goes to a specialist once. Right? And the specialists, we know that specialty care is more expensive than primary care as well. So the, the actual calculation here is gonna take some more time to unfold and it's gonna take a sort of episode of care type analysis, which we're looking forward to doing. Um, but we'll need to look at once, 
two patients who are roughly equivalent, when one's referred to a specialist, how many subsequent visits and how many extra tests do they get compared to a patient uh, whose care is managed via e-consult? So we've had a significant impact on referral rates. Um, e-consult does not appear to induce demand. We've had high acceptability among PCPs and specialists. We're very interested in looking at patients in terms of acceptability. Um, building those referral templates really fundamentally changed the dynamic between PCPs and specialists too, which has been an important benefit. So I want to emphasize something. This is, this is high quality patient-centered care. This is not cost at the expense of quality. These are quick, you know, as a PCP doing these, it's the timely access to, to specialty input is really, really appreciated, deeply appreciated by patients, and I get to maintain that, that relationship continuity. Um, it decreases the, care, the complexity of care management. And just for, you know, sort of the feel-good factor, I think we're saving patients a lot of money in just those expenses in terms of co-pays, parking, transportation, childcare, et cetera. I think this is important for training uh, the physicians of the future. And um, we need, so I mentioned we're using DISRIP funding, and we need a model for sustainability. I think we have a very strong value proposition, and now we are ready to explore partnerships with payers who are interested. And I'd like to acknowledge my collaborators. Thank you very much.